I'm your host, Fraser Bailey, and welcome to the VegUp Podcast, where we talk mindset, psychology, plant-based nutrition, lifestyle, and big dreams. So if you want to get your head in the game, level up, and become the best version of you, listen in. Let's go. You have got to learn to self-motivate. Guys, this morning I wanted to talk all about this concept that I feel like so many people struggle with across many facets in their life. And I found in my own experience that this tends to be the gateway around how people break through, whether it's with health and fitness, chasing dreams of theirs, entrepreneurship, or a combination of all of those things. How do you self-motivate? Because it's easy to get a little bit of wind early on, or get a new coach, or do a new program, or find a new thing that you, you love. And you have a little bit of that early momentum where it's all new and novel to you and you're excited and you're excited for all the possibilities and you're dreaming really big. But then there comes a point where the day-to-day grind, the day-to-day monotony of the nature of things simply starts to wear you down. And that early spark, that early momentum that was propelling you forward, all of a sudden isn't there anymore. And you feel like the spark's gone out and you start to get sloppy or you start to get lazy or you start to look for the next best thing or question, is this thing right for me? And you start to question yourself. You start to question the processes. You start to question everything. And the more that you do that, the more you find room in your head to just not do the things required to break through. And so your ability to self-motivate long-term and not quit when most people will quit is literally the deciding variables when it comes to breaking through. People will often ask me, Fraser, how do you how have you been training for so long or how do you get in the shape that you've got into at this point or how do you get the level of success that you've even accumulated so far in entrepreneurship? Because whether it's with body transformation or entrepreneurship, most people don't achieve the, the true result that they want. And if they do, they tend to have it for a little bit of time and then they lose it because the methodology and the processes by which they got there it weren't sustainable and so they burn out and they were relying on external motivators so much early on to to propel them forward like they needed like a little team of cheerleaders basically you know and so that once that dissipates and once that disappears what do you do like where do you go from there and you know i've said to people one of the the two pillars or the two commonalities are your ability to self-motivate when no one else is and when you don't have 
the the cheerleaders and the external variables that are giving you validation. So you're not getting a thousand likes on a picture or you're not having someone compliment you every day or you don't have like a little team of cheerleaders just constantly cheering you on. Like you might be isolated or you might be in the trenches of creativity trying to do something or you might just be in the day-to-day grind of like trying to survive and work and still work out and meal prep and do all these things but you feel worn out and part of it is your ability to one self-motivate and also your ability to not quit there is a real power with just not quitting you know people always think that they need to find the next gimmick or the next hack or maybe there's something that i'm missing because i always feel like my my energy goes up and down maybe it's just your ability to persist recognizing that part of the human experience is not always feeling great and amazing you know what i mean so like i will tell you like during my processes and i'm very open about this that i would say probably like 5% of my workouts are amazing workouts, like great workouts where I was like, man, that was an awesome, awesome workout. 5%. The other, probably about 50% are just average workouts. It's nothing to write home about. It's nothing monumental. I just kind of did it. And I would even say 30% of my workouts are not good workouts. Like I just didn't, I didn't enjoy it. Maybe even more. And that's for someone who actually enjoys working out. Now, if you feel like your numbers are higher, maybe it's because you haven't developed the enjoyment around it. So don't be surprised that that's normal for, like that's normal, like that's not, people think that, oh man, if I'm not enjoying every single workout, something's wrong. Or if I'm not enjoying every single meal that I've had eating, something's wrong. Like I always need palate pleasure. Like, yes, it's important to have some degree of an enjoyment with your meals, but you're not going to be having this like hyper palatable palate pleasure by eating donuts and and Oreos all day. You have to start to understand that that is a small snippet of what you will experience. And if you can embrace the rest and not quit, you will break through. And so today I wanted to touch on seven key pillars and I'm just going to kind of rattle them off in no particular order that I brain dumped that I know will help you. And so the first one is keep getting back to your vision. Obsess over it and visualize it daily. And so what I mean by this is whether you have a vision board that you update often or you have a gallery in your phone that has all your favorite images and videos of things that you love and evoke good energy and emotions in you, And so I have videos and pictures of previous trips that we've been on, on things that I want to feel again. And so what I do is I look at those videos and I look at those images and I and I and I run through the mental processes of what it felt like to be in that moment. And it really does start to generate that type of energy back into you again. And so if you're not looking at your vision board, if you're not visualizing over images and videos you know, that you have in your favorites on your phone, if you're not taking time to reflect on the type of life that you want to have, like what are the feelings that you want to have? Not just like what is the material crap you want to own? What do you want to feel more of? And get into that feeling. There is really a power to that. It's not just some woo-woo stuff where it's like, okay, get into the feeling and you'll attract all this stuff because you're on the same frequency. It is literally becoming the type of person who models those types of things in their life. 
and you'll start to attract the right people and the right circumstances because people want to be around people that make them feel good. And if you're this low energy, monotonous person who's always struggling and having pity parties with yourself, what do you think will happen? One, you'll probably stay there. And two, you're not going to attract the opportunities and the people that will change your life. And so visualizing daily, and I know this is hard for a lot of people, if you, especially if you lack self-belief. But the main thing is to just start. You're not going to cultivate the confidence until you get competent. And you're not going to cultivate competency until you get consistent. So you just have to start doing it, visualizing it. So like for me, I think of like our RV excursions and traveling and seeing, waking up to these beautiful locations and just how I feel being this nomadic entrepreneur and training outside and eating clean raw whole plant foods and just being in alignment with the type of energy that I want for my family and myself. And I, and I get into that feeling. So you have to really work on visualizing that. And I do it because I obsess over it. So like I, I'm good at that now because I obsess over it all the time. Like I think about it all the time. You have to have a degree of obsession with anything that you want to achieve in your life or get mastery over. If you're just kind of dabbling in it, it's always going to be a side project and you're never going to actualize that vision because you're just not living into the type of energy that's required to be that person, to have those experiences. So visualize it, obsess over it. Keep looking at visual cues to help prompt the feeling. Vision boards, pictures on your phone, those types of things will help prompt those feelings. The next part is... Talk about it to people who encourage you. Communicate with your family and your spouse and your partner better and more clearly. So part of the getting into your vision is to talk about it with people. Have you ever noticed that when you talk about great ideas with people, you leave feeling kind of charged up and, and revitalized and you have more creativity? And it's because they've poured their, their energy into you. They've allowed you to take some of that good vibe energy from them and channel it into you to replenish you. And so often, good creative ideas come through conversation. And so you need to either have little mastermind groups or you need to have mentors or you need to have people in your life that you can kind of bounce ideas off that aren't going to judge you, that will give you good strategic feedback because they are like you. They're like that. And so for me, I find that I love these conversations with people because I leave feeling revitalized and I have more clarity and I just have a better energy about myself and I have more optimism because sometimes you just need the reminder that what you're doing is, is, is good work and the world needs it. And if you're around negative people who just gossip and complain and bitch and moan, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to stay there. And that bad energy, man, that's not good. And so you need to talk about it with people who will encourage you and challenge you to raise the standards in your life. So schedule that in if you have to. If you literally have to schedule it into your calendar, think of think to yourself, who is a couple of people that I know either that I can jump on a Skype call with remotely or I can spend time at a coffee shop with each week? Schedule it in. Reach out to them and be like, hey, Let's hang out and let's just like talk because if you, what, what gets scheduled gets done. And so you need to schedule those things in. And another really big important part that 
I'm grateful for that I know a lot of people will struggle with is you need to communicate more clearly with your partner or your spouse or your family. One of the biggest barriers I've found for a lot of people, and I I pity and I feel for you if you're in this position where you have these dreams and you have these things you want to actualize in your life, but your partner is just either not on board or they're not really interested or they're struggling with their own stuff or they're just more of a fixed mindset. You're, you might be more of a growth mindset person. They're more of a fixed mindset person. Now, the first thing to recognize is you can't change other people. On a good day, we struggle to change ourselves, right? So you cannot always change other people. But what you can do is you can try to clearly communicate with people in your life about the importance of certain things to you. And sometimes it may not come across in verbal conversation. So you might struggle to articulate it verbally, which means sometimes you you should write it down in a letter for them. So if you need to write a letter, write bullet points, Get it out of your head so they can see it and explain it from a place of where you're not pointing fingers or you're not basically trying to like make them feel like they are either wrong or they aren't enough. Whereas you want to feel more in alignment with your true self because if they truly care about you, they're going to want the best for you. And so they're going to want you to get in alignment and feel good and, and actualize your potential. And just and so you need to put a positive spin on what you're trying to do, meet them where they are and help them understand what's in it for them. So like if you actualize, so for example, if you were to come and get some nutritional and training coaching and and life coaching per se from us what would be in it for them for them would they have a partner who has has a better energy better mood um, wants to do more fun things cooks more fun recipes for them gets them healthier as a byproduct of they them becoming healthier so like what's in it for them like what will trigger optimism and insight and perspective shifts in them try to speak their language while at the same time not pointing fingers and just being honest like being vulnerable there's a there's a power to you just being vulnerable with people in your life and saying hey like i really need this because i haven't been feeling good and i just want you to trust in me and allow me to experience this because at the end of my life, I want to look back and feel like I, I truly lived and I and I took these leaps into the unknown with this idea that I wanted to become my best self. So I just want you to support that. And just there's a power to that. So that's step two. Well, that's part two. That's pillar focal point number two. Number three is stop extending your pity parties and just realize we won't feel great all the time. I can't tell you enough. Sometimes it's not even the fact that you have these pity parties for yourself and you go out and you just eat a bunch of crap or you do something that you feel like is quote unquote bad. It's how long you pitch that tent there. I, your ability to go into that place, that, that struggle street and maybe hang out there for half a day versus like half a year is everything. It's everything. And so what I've noticed with people is that I'll, I even have these moments. Like I have days where Zia has a meltdown and she's just upset all day and she's crying and screaming and, and Lauren is flustered because she can't do anything. And then I'm in the office and I can hear Zia screaming. It is really challenging 
to achieve anything on that day aside from just being there for our daughter and just kind of surviving the day. And there's times where I'm just like, man, this is rough. Like, how am I, how am I meant to do this? How am I meant to achieve all these things that I want to do? Be a good parent, be a present father, be a present husband, be an entrepreneur, um, go to the gym, you know, all these different things that all these different hats that I'm wearing, be a good mentor, be a good student, all these different hats that I am wearing, that you're wearing. How are we meant to do all these things? And not lose our mind sometimes. And so sometimes I step back and I'm like, you know, man, I'm so I'm exhausted. Like I just need to step back for a second. And I do sometimes feel sorry for myself. Like I'm like, oh God, this is so rough. Like, why why is this happening? And but but I will say I've got very good at not allowing myself to stay there for extended periods of time. Because I recognize that one, I ask myself, how is this serving me? Like, how is this, how is me having this pity party really serving me to break through? It's kind of like if you drop your phone on the ground and crack the screen once, you can either pick it up and look at the screen. You're like, okay, the screen's a little bit cracked, but I'm going to look, I'm going to, you know, pick it up and I'm going to go take it to get fixed. Or you can just keep throwing the screen on the ground because you're like, well, it's cracked now. I might as well just really crack it. That's kind of like how we approach pity parties. So like we crack the screen once, which is like once one pity party, and then we just keep doing it again and again and again, thinking that we're going to get a different outcome. Sometimes you need to step back and ask yourself, is this pity party actually going to result in a different outcome for me? Is it going to result in me breaking through? Because you know it's not. You just know that this is human nature. We sulk. And you have to get part of these sulking festivals and recognize that you're going to go there, but how long you stay there is a choice. And part of it is, again, recognizing that you're not going to feel great all the time. I think people fall into this false sense that if they're not feeling phenomenal or great or even good most of the time, something is wrong and we should just have a pity party for ourselves. I will tell you now, entrepreneurship body transformation, changing your life is like warfare without the bullets. It is like warfare without the bullets. It is. It can be so traumatic at times, but that is part of the human experience. The, the polarity, the full spectrum of emotion, you're not going to have the good stuff without knowing what it's like to be down the other end. How would you even know what the good stuff looks like if you don't experience the other end? We know what the good stuff feels like because we've been at the other end. So you need to stop pitching that tent all the time. Part of, And part of it comes to this next step. So you probably think to yourself, well, okay, I understand that these pity parties don't help me. What, what type of action do I do to get out of that? You take a big leap of action. You literally stop dwelling and you take an action step. The quickest way to break through a pity party is by taking some form of radical action. I've noticed this in myself that when I'm feeling really stuck, I literally do something bold. So for me, for example, if it's an if it's an entrepreneurial thing, I will do a big sales pitch to someone or I'll do a, a live stream, like a video, or I will do a podcast, or I will have a hard conversation about this big dream that I want to achieve with a mentor, right? So you need to take some leap of action, whether it's like investing in that coaching that you've been putting off. So you like, you've been trying to do things yourself, right? Or whatever. And all of a sudden you're feeling like you're hitting these pity party points. Well, maybe you need to finally take that leap. 
Maybe you need to finally quit that job, or maybe you need to finally start doing those things that you know you should have been doing. Like, it's going to look different for everyone, but a big leap of physical, tangible action, not just sitting there and thinking about it, but a literal action step. I found that action breaks mental stagnation and it breaks those extended pity parties. But you've got to just take that leap into the unknown. You've almost got to be wild about it and just say, you know what? I'm throwing everything to the wind and I'm just going for this. I've talked about this before when we've done, or, you know, when I came to America, for example, uh, eight years ago, like I just threw everything to the wind and I was like, you know what? I'm coming here to see Lauren. And if it works out, beautiful. If it doesn't, beautiful. I'll, I'll, I'll learn either way. And I've done this again with entrepreneurship when we when we stop working physical jobs. And I was like, you know, throwing it to the wind. So like sometimes you literally just have to throw it to the wind and take a freaking huge action step and pull the trigger. Pull the damn trigger today, guys. It's scary. It's vulnerable. You'll never have all the information you need to make a good decision sometimes. But that's part of life. It's part of the breakthrough. The people who do that are the ones who get the reward on the other side. You know, I've said it many times and Grant Cardone says this. He's like, do you want big problems or small problems? Because if you take big action steps and you get in the game big, you're going to have the, the problems you have will magnify, but the rewards will also magnify. So you've got to ask yourself, what type of life do you want to live? And on the other end of that spectrum, coming into pillar number five, recognize that the grind culture is not a good strategy. So you see a lot of grinding with entrepreneurship. We're just grinding with fitness and health. Like I'm going to get into the gym. I'm going to train seven days a week for two hours and I'm just going to eat nothing but tofu and broccoli. And I'm going to like do all these hardcore things. Part of the reason why you're burning out all the time is because a lot of your methodologies are probably not efficient and you're doing a lot of mental table tennis with yourself. You're all up in your head. Like even if you do have like myth. Even if you do have good, efficient processes, maybe you're playing so much mental table tennis with yourself that that is taking up all the space. And so you do have good processes, but you're playing so much mental ping pong and you're, having, you're questioning yourself so much that that's burning you out. On the other end of the spectrum, most people have really inefficient processes. They go to the gym, they're in the gym, but they don't work out efficiently to get a result. They meal prep, but they don't meal a prep efficiently to get the result. They do all these things inefficiently and they don't get the result. And they think that just because they're doing the thing means that they're entitled to the result. I will tell you this now, and I stand by this now, that I used to think showing up was like half the battle won. You know, there's that common quote, showing up is half the battle won. Once you really break through, you recognize that showing up is none of the battle won because it's easy to show up and just be there, have your physical body there, but it does not mean that you'll ever get the result. You have to not only show up, but you literally have to find ways to be efficient, perform, and grow. Showing up is not half the battle, guys. Like, How many times have you shown up and still not seen the results in your life? It's because it's more than that. It is more than that. And part of it is with the grind culture, it comes back to this. You need better strategy. You need simplicity. Often there will be two to three core elements that will shift 80% of your results that you're not doing well. Rather than doing 100 little things and you're feeling really spread thin, you need to get back to the core elements. And I talk about this like high leverage tasks or low hanging fruit. So high leverage tasks or low hanging fruit are like 
two to five principles, two to three usually, that will yield significant needle movement in your life. And so sometimes that means you need to get mentorship or a coach to help you reveal that. Other times you know what that looks like, but you just need to get back to those things. And so part of what I will often do at an elite level is I look for those high leverage things. What are those things that will move the needle the most? And I prescribe those things first and we drill down on those things first and we remove things. We remove clutter. Part of people's challenges is they think, oh, well, I, I won't have time to do this new thing or I won't have time to do this coaching. Part of it is to actually remove the clutter and remove the fluff. You're probably doing a lot of extra things that aren't beneficial. We need to simplify and remove things sometimes to actually refine the core things that truly work. And then pillar number six, and this comes back to kind of like the vision board, visualizing what you want to feel. And it's more of a, a chip on your shoulder. So Tom Bill, you kind of talks about you have to have a chip on your shoulder in a, in a positive way. So your pain, the pain of your current situation has to exceed your comfort of staying there. And so very often what happens is people will move to massive action when they get into enough pain, which kind of sucks because you, you would hope that people will use visualization and visualizing how good their life could be to move them to action. I say channel both. So if you're feeling really uncomfortable about your life right now, use that chip on your shoulder to propel you to being bold. And and that is a powerful self-motivating tool to get out of that pain and then use visualization around what the potential of your life could be and how you want to feel and think about people that you are inspired by and think about their life and what they must feel and visualize their life because that's what you want. And if you use that power of pain plus, plus that power of potential and optimism, that is a potent self-motivator, guys. It really is. But you have to get uncomfortable. You see, it's it's interesting when people get diagnosed with cancer or some type of disease, that usually compels them to massive action. We don't want to have to get to that place before we move to massive action. But until you are truly, truly uncomfortable, very often you won't get to that place. And it's usually because you have safety nets in place. For a lot of people, if it's an entrepreneurial dream they have, they have a full-time job that's like their safety net. And so their entrepreneurial dream is just kind of like this fluffy side hustle that they're always doing. And there's they, they, their ass is not over the fire. And it's the same with like a body transformation and health. I often tell people, about peak performance and how you know optimizing your blood glucose levels and your hormone profiles and your gut health and all these things can lead to you performing better and having better energy, better mood, better temperament, more longevity, better body composition. But until someone is like suffering and really exhausted and burned out and and sometimes even gets a disease, they won't always take the action steps required. So you need to utilize and leverage that pain. Ask yourself this question, could I see myself in one three, five, 10 years from now in exactly the same position that I'm in now. Could you imagine your life? Imagine your life five or 10 years from now if you're in exactly the same position. Use that pain, put that chip on your shoulder, leverage it, and then think about people in your life that you're inspired by. What type of 
life do they have? Visualize that for yourself and get into those feelings because then you will take that pain plus that potential feeling you want to have and that will get you moving. And if that doesn't get you moving yet, it's just because you are not in enough struggle yet. You're not in enough enough of a place where you're prepared to fight for those goals and dreams and you haven't thought clearly about what you even want to feel. So you need to get clarity with that. And the last action step is to change up the routine and environment. A big part of why we travel in the RV and we want to have this sort of more nomadic lifestyle is to change up our environment, to get back to nature more. Have you ever noticed that why people love traveling so much? It's because traveling really does bring out creativity in us. It brings out more presence. So like when we're traveling, we notice all the little things more because we recognize that we're not going to see it every day. And so we're more present we're more energized, we have better temperament, everything is improved. We're moving more, we're outside more, we're more active. Change up your routines and environment. You need to get out hiking, get out in nature every week. Start doing things that are outside the norm for you. Like whether it's connecting with new people, spending time with creative and you know insightful people, change up your environments. You need to schedule this into your calendar and, and do these things. We are literally getting on the road this year and traveling all year because this is how important this aspect of self-motivation is. You need to start working on this. Remember guys, self-motivation, it's a, it's a state of mind. It's a belief system. It's a vision and it's self-discovery. Most people really suck at self-motivating. I feel like sometimes I have to get out there with a leotard on, proverbial leotard and pom-poms and wave it around and be like, yeah, go, go, go. That's not always going to be the case for you guys. There's going to be many times where you do not have those things. And I can tell you this, as you start to get closer to your goals and you start to get ahead of the quote-unquote pack, less people are going to be there to cheer you on. You're not going to have all the cheerleaders. And so you've got to look at that and recognize that you need to start learning how to self-motivate. And it comes back to these pillars. So pull the trigger today. Take those huge leaps of faith. Stop having these extended freaking pity parties for yourself. You've got to want your dream bad enough and no one is going to give you that permission to go for it. No one's going to wave that magic wand for you. It has to come from you today, my friend, and it's not easy. It's not meant to be. That's part of the human experience, but you will learn so much through these challenges. I encourage you, use these seven pillars today and take some action. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Veg Up Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes go live. Please leave us a review and share this on social media. Tag me. Let me know what helped you. Let me know what you want to hear more of. Let's get this information out to the world. Help me do that. And be sure to email us over at Fraser at EvolvingAlpha.com for coaching options and mentorship. Because if you want growth, it begins here, my friend.